right, welcome to episode 37 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name is Trent, and I am joined by... Jason, and I'm glad to be here. Right on. We are here to bring you all sorts of just random topics, as usual. That's right. And we were going to kick this off with our first initial quick thoughts about the Rocklahoma lineup that was just announced. Yes. um, Rocklahoma, the lineup was just announced yesterday, and... uh, I mean, we could really go into it, but we'll have to save that for a whole other episode. But just, you know, quick thoughts. Uh, w- w- what do you think? Is it pretty strong this year? Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy with it. I think a little more than usual. Like, there's always... Okay. The thing with Rocklahoma, as we know, as I assume anyone that goes to these festivals knows, is you're going to love a lot of bands and you're going to hate a lot of bands. And there's going to be a lot of bands you don't care about. But, yes. And there's always... Strong ones on both sides for me. Some bands that I just like, some of my favorite bands, and some bands that I could give two craps about. <laughs> and this year is no different, but this year seems to be more heavy on bands that I like. And a lot of times, Rocklahoma seems to be heavy. Like, I don't like the headliners, and I love all the lower bands, or yeah. I love a lot of the higher bands and don't like a lot of the lower bands. But this way, it seems to be spread out for me more. I know, maybe not for you, but <laughs> this is the first year... That I can remember, I don't know if maybe since this first or second year that I, I like all of the headliners. Yeah. And you know, Scorpions, Disturbed, Rob Zombie. I'm a big fan of all three of those. All three great live bands. So I'm looking forward to that, especially the Scorpions, because I've only seen them once, and they're unbelievable. No matter what my friend sitting next to me says here. (laughs) (laughs) Just. Let, give me a chance, but you go ahead, finish your thought. <laughs> That's basically it. I mean, we can get in real quick. Like you said, we weren't going to go into huge detail because mm-hmm. we're saving that for a, a future episode where we're going to go into a, pre, a full-on preview. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, my initial thoughts, things that jump out where I was really shocked whenever I saw Devil Driver and Hate Breed and last in line. Yeah. And Bang Tango. Yeah. And Bang Tango. Like, they always throw in a few of the the bands, you know, the glam or the 80s rock style bands from the first three festivals to keep the Rocklahoma style alive. That's right. To keep to keep the people like us that were that loved it happy, but also the ones that, you know, get butthurt that there's <laughs> a complete change. You know, whatever. We can, we can handle that because we like all sorts of shit. Exactly. But... The thing I thought was cool is usually these bands that they bring back are the ones that kind of, you know, the ones that were big, you know, bigger, that headlined arenas, you know, your Daka and a Rat. Exactly. Uh, even Great White was at that point. Um, you know, obviously Tesla, Sebastian Bach, Skid Row, Lita Ford, Kicks, all those type of bands. Yeah. But Bang Tango is kind of the first one they brought back that was on that second tier, you know, where they were down there and they were never a headline band exactly. at all. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool that they were on the list there. Yeah, that was that was a curveball. Do you think they'll do any beautiful creature songs? Yeah. Because okay. remember, remember last time they were here, back whenever it was still the the eighties rock fest, they played two or three songs. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they, pl- they played in one of the tents, something like that. Yeah, one a.m. and wasted, and I okay. think maybe get back or something. Well, if they don't play New Orleans, I'm going to raise some hell. That's all I know. Well, yeah. Well, if you're listening, Joe Leste, you That's better right. play some fucking New Orleans. Mr. Leste. <laughs> uh, my thoughts, uh, just right off the bat, you know, there's anyone knows me is no, no secret. I am not a big Scorpions fan for whatever reason. It's not that I think they suck, because they definitely do not. Uh, they're packed full of talent, and they're classic as classic can be. Uh, I just never could get into them. <clears throat> but I know that I recognize, you know, their station in the rock world. Uh, and I will, you know, probably go check out uh, a lot of these songs. So, I'm, you know, I may not stand for the whole thing, but I'm definitely going to watch them. Uh, I'm not really a Disturbed fan. Uh, really glad that Rob Zombie's back. That's going to be a great show. Uh, there's always, you know, he plays all the all the stuff you know and love, and there's all kinds of stuff to watch going on stage, you know, all kinds of stuff going going on on stage. And a great band. Yeah, and a great John Five. I mean, come on. Uh, but, you know, Seven Dust, Last in Line, Megadeth, uh, it, it's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good one. The Sword. The Sword, really excited to see that. 
So Steel Panther. Oh right. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's going to be a good time no matter what. Uh, we will be there. I will be there. I'll be the chubby guy with a big empty beer box on his head, using it for a hat. I think there's photographic evidence of that somewhere. Yes. The 18 packs, those boxes fit on your head just perfectly. Right. And, you know, if I drink enough, you'll see me walking around with one on my head. (laughs) So it's going to be a party, and we hope to see everybody there. Definitely. Is there anyone that I know there is? You know, we, we followed the other festivals that are under the same umbrella. The world's loudest month, which is run by AEG. Yes. And they have, they're not all the same, but there's always a big chunk of bands that cross over into mm-hmm. all these festivals around the country. And there was, so there's always several bands that are on three or four of them, but not on one. And of course, this year we kind of got skipped on Lamb of God and Clutch. Yeah. Yeah, and we did. I think Trivium was on a couple, but, you know, Trivium's coming here to Tulsa in a couple weeks, so that's not really a loss. Yeah. Uh, Blackstone Cherry, I think, was oh, on a that's few right. of them, and we yeah. didn't get them. I forgot about but, that. But, you know, it's like last year, Hatebreed was on a whole bunch of them, and they weren't at Rocklahoma. So this year, we get Hatebreed, which is fucking amazing. Right. So, uh, very proud to have them, and, you know, to see them, and all that kind of stuff. And I must say a big shout-out <clears> to the fact that they're touring with, they just announced a tour with Devil Driver opening, so I assume that's the only reason Devil Driver is at Rocklahoma. Probably. So, thank you, Jamie Joster, whoever <laughs> set that up. <laughs> yeah. Yes, big thanks. Uh, that works out great. Yes. And like we said, we're going to do a full-on Rock Loma preview here in the next maybe month or so. So be on the lookout for that if you have any interest in this. And if you're sitting here wondering if you're not from this area, like why are these guys just focusing on this festival? It's because we're from Oklahoma and this festival takes place about 45 minutes from our house. And we've gone every single year. Nine years now. That's right. This will be number 10. So we're very excited to have been able to do something like this because it's so close to us. I know a lot of people just sit around wishing they could go these things because they're yeah. six hours, eight hours away from their house and they can't do it. But. Could you imagine this happened when we were 17? Right. I would have crapped my pants. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, with all that being said, let's just get into this episode of the Thunder Underground podcast. kick this episode off with a song from a band out of Kansas City called Maximus. And as we've said many times on other podcasts, if you've got a band and you want a song played, send us an email at thethunderunderground at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook. Either way works. We'd love to be able to play your songs, listen to your music, promote you. That's right. And this is one of those bands that I believe hit us up, or you came across them somehow. Do you remember? I can't remember. It seems like, yeah, I don't know. You know, there's so many ways. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just glad we came across them. Yeah, and it's a good, you know, we've had this band in our group of bands we want to play for a couple months now, and it's kind of good to be, you know, we've got enough music here that we're behind on yeah, what we're playing. So it's it's a good it's a good thing. So just send us an email, and we'll eventually get it on. We haven't forgot about you. This band is from Kansas City, Maximus, and the song is called Boomstick. Feeling fine I watch the sun go down the 
Stick from Maximus, once again out of Kansas City, Missouri. What are your initial thoughts on that? Uh, it's a great song. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know I like the the vast kind of chorus leading up to the just catchy as hell. Or the vast, the verses, excuse me. You know, the vast and kind of just open, and then the the chorus was just catchy as hell. And uh, there's no way that you're gonna get the song out of your head. <clears throat> um, it, it's it's smart. It, it's you know you could see this at Rocklahoma. It, it's for the masses, but it's not corny, and uh, it's got some some, some uh, great guitar lines, uh, good solo. You know, there's uh, you know he can show off and do some talent, but he you know it it also serves the song, which is the most important thing. Uh, so it's a it's a great song, and uh, you know Kansas City is bringing it. We just had another Kansas City band on, uh, and uh, so um, you know there's some good stuff coming out of that place. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing that jumped out at me was it's a real like you said for the masses. It's got that polished kind of vibe that fits on the radio, and I think they even listed in their influences as Seether, and it's kind of got that vibe with the guitar, real you know polished, catchy, clean kind of hard rock but once the guy starts singing it's it's real distinguishable like he's he's got one of those voices that kind of parts of it reminded me of jimmy newquist from caroline spine uh, that's crazy because yeah. i you know i kind of thought the same thing sometimes i'm like ah, should i yeah. should i bring it up i wonder if i'd sound stupid but now so just... it's just it's <laughs> insane that you just said that yeah. that's awesome so it's <clears throat> and his voice is real distinguishable you know who you're listening to no matter what the song is and I think that's a cool, a cool thing that a lot of bands lack. You know, even if the vocals are great, you can't pick them out instantly. You know. Yeah. And, definitely. And the, like you said, the guitars as well. That opening riff, you know, is real. You know, got its just you know kind of a, a tone that you could think would be something you'd be able to recognize later on as well. And it's real. It's also, well written, catchy. It's like the first time you listen to it within two or three minutes you're singing along in your head yeah like you know you know the chorus before the song's over you know oh, no doubt and you, you want to hear it again so uh that is a, a good thing for sure yeah check these guys out there on facebook it's just maximus m-a-x-i-m-u-s they're also on reverb nation you can listen to that song there they've got another track on there as well 
So be sure to check these guys out, follow them, see what they're doing. They're touring. I know, well, not touring, but they play. I noticed they've got gigs in several places like Iowa and, of course, Kansas City. And I saw they had a date in, like, in New York even. So these guys are out there and getting around. Making tracks. Yeah, so hope to hear more from them in the future. All right, moving on into new stuff. We wanted to get right into one of our one of our favorite bands is Life of Agony. Oh yeah. We've mentioned this before on the podcast, but we never really went too in depth about anything. But they just announced today when we're recording this that they are putting out their first new album in I think ten years. Ten years, yeah. Two thousand six. And it's something that we kind of thought might not ever happen. Not that they ever said it would. It's just kind of after 10 years, you start thinking, man, they might not do new music anymore. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, for a while, they were pretty much broken up. Right. So. So, yeah, they got back together. Was it last year and started playing dates? Or maybe it was 2014? I don't know. And, you know, they did a lot of festivals in Europe and shows there. And, you know, they would hit America in the major markets like New York and L.A. where they could draw a big crowd. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I hope... I hope the fact that they have new music coming means at least even if it's a small run, they do some U.S. dates that bring them, you know, to Dallas or something in our vicinity. Yes, Because it's definitely. been, I can't even think when, how long it's been since we saw them. Uh, it's been quite a while. I uh, Diamond Ballroom, Oklahoma City, I think it was around 2004-ish. I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but it <laughs> has been a long time. It has been a while. Since we've seen them, and uh, I'm just, I'm so glad to have new music. I, I'm really excited and just trying to think of what it will sound like. Because Life of Agony, although they've always been a rock band, metal, you know, <clears throat> they started out in hardcore. It, no matter what, each album sounds different, but you know it's them. And that that might sound crazy, but... That's the only way I can explain it, and you know their their power and their their lyrics and their their content and their message really speaks to you know a lot of people that are going through stuff. It spoke to me big time over different points of my life, uh, so I just always felt a strong connection with that band. They're one of my favorites. Uh, so I'm just I'm really excited, and I can't wait to hear this record. And like you said. Hopefully, they'll want to, you know, pimp this album and get on the road. So hopefully we can, you know, make a trip to Dallas or Kansas City or something. That would be great uh, to see them again. I, I think that, you know, I I've, I've watched them on YouTube uh, these last uh, year or two that they've been back playing. Uh, they, they look happier and seem, uh, you know, in the zone a lot more than they have in the past. Uh, so I'm just really excited to uh, to see these guys live, and I hope they come around. Uh, it, it would it, it'll mean a whole lot to me if that happens. Like on the, I'll be honest, I haven't watched any of their shows. You mm -hmm. know, just obviously read stuff all the time and listen to the old music. But are they playing a lot of stuff? Like, does this do their live sets now? encompass everything or is it heavy just on the early stuff like the it, people know or it's heavy on the early stuff or does it have the soul searching sun and the broken no, valley stuff no i don't I, well i think every now and then i've seen the love to let you down or weeds okay. but mostly it's the first two records right uh, that's what they focus on uh, the most and that makes sense that's what that's what people know and i think most people want to hear um they could they could literally do all of soul searching sun and I, you know, I would be right in hog heaven. Yeah, uh, but I know that probably won't happen. That's okay. Man, I remember when, that, <laughs> when I can fully admit it. When that came out, I was like so butthurt. Like I really, no, it's like it's weird because I, I listened to it and I just thought, you know, because it did. It had a lot more accessible sound and oh, it was a major departure. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like I listened to it. I'm like, man, I just got so you know, fanboy butthurt because it didn't, because it was like a departure. But the funny thing was, even even then, I just still kept listening to it. Exactly. And even though I would, like, bitch to people, if, you know, besides you, anyone else that wanted to talk about it, <laughs> I would complain about it. 
but I never stopped listening to it. And now obviously years later removed from it, it's like, I just listened to it cause it's a great album, you know, exactly. cause once you grow up and get past being, you know, how old was I when I came out 20 or something, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you grow up and you just like music for music. You know? Exactly. It, it doesn't matter <laughs> what genre you want to put it in. A great album is a great album. And that's one of them. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of wonder what this new, new one's going to be like. You would assume it's probably more Broken Valley than Soul Searching Sun. Uh, I, I don't think I it's going to go clear back to the early sound, but you never know. I, I don't Some know. bands do that. I have a feeling, I mean, I, I hate to say something as basic as judging from the cover album, because they even released the cover of the album, or the artwork. It, it looks like it'll be heavy. I mean, that means nothing, really, but <laughs> right. as fans, as dorks, we can speculate. Right. So it looks like it's going to be heavy. So, again, I'm just really curious and excited to see. And I'll like it no matter what. Yeah. Um, because I'm just such a huge fan. Um, I think, <clears throat> and also, just a, another thing I wanted to say, since we're on the subject, is, like I've mentioned in past episodes, I'm not really big on live albums. Uh, but Life of Agony have... They have an album uh, called Live at the Lowlands, Live from the Lowlands 97. Right. Where it, they played at a metal festival, but they played in a tent and they did kind of a laid back, you know, clean uh, kind of set. And they did different versions of their songs. And that is probably the best live album out there, in my opinion. I mean, it's my favorite live album ever. Uh, so. <laughs> And that's just, you know, I'm geeking out on the life of agony. So I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're, that's what we're here to do. That's right. By God. All right. I don't think they didn't have a release date, did they, on that press release? I don't think so. But obviously they've already got an album title and artwork. So you would assume we're not too far off. I would assume it's the spring. That's right. Well, what's album title again? Um, a, a place, place where, where there is no pain. Or a place where there's no more pain, I'm pretty okay. sure. A place where there's no more pain. That sounds like a Life of Agony title, it too. It definitely does. They're not, they're not letting us down on that deal. Right. Well, we also wanted to bring up, of course, as every human alive knows, David Bowie passed away. That's right. A couple of, you know, recently, depending on when you're listening to this. You know, David Bowie's not really our typical fare here, but we would be, it'd probably be criminal to not acknowledge this. That's right, because Bowie is, he's one of those guys where, you know, he he's classic rock, but he also had a little bit of alternative-y stuff going on in his later years, and his his reach just goes to everybody. Right. Uh, so, I mean, you can, you can apply him to tons of stuff that you, that's obvious and that's not so obvious. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to say, is that he, there's not very many artists that you can say influenced as as wide a range as people as david bowie probably did you know there's certainly some out there like queen or the beatles mm-hmm. or whoever but a lot of you know major bands that influenced people were into that specific you know style of music like kiss they influenced mass amounts of people but it's all rock hard rock metal guys you exactly know? where david bowie influenced all those guys as well including all the alternative dudes and even just pop people anything and you know i mean you hear people People that covered him, everyone from Nirvana to Poison, you know, there's there's covers out there of all his stuff, you know, and he's phenomenal, you know, in everything he ever did. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say I was the biggest fan. I mean, I, for most of my life growing up, I just knew all the, the hits and the singles. Yeah. And it wasn't really until maybe three or four <clears throat> years ago whenever, you know, streaming really took off and you could easily access all this stuff where I kind of went through... And just pulled up all this stuff and just started playing stuff, all this old stuff. And I was kind of blown away about how he's he's one of those guys, kind of like Queen, where you can just hit play on any random album and it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. There's not yeah. stock bullshit filler anywhere, you know. It's like, even if it's not really something you're in the mood for, eventually it's going to be. Because, you know, he goes from somber to, to happy to whatever, you know. He expands the, the gamut of everything. And... You know, just all those songs like Suffragette City and Rebel Rebel and Changes and I'm Afraid of Americans and, of course, Under Pressure. The list right. goes on of just amazing music, you know. 
I don't know. Did you have any favorites, or were you more just? Yeah, I well, I liked. I guess this is. I'm kind of like. I think you delved a little bit more into him than I did, <clears throat> as it sounds. Uh, I always remember the his early '80s stuff, like China Girl and Let's Dance. Uh, right. I think Steve Ray Vaughan played on that album, and uh, those are really memorable to me. Really catchy stuff. Uh, I liked Suffragette City. Rebel Rebel, those are like iconic. Those songs are like blueprints to what so many bands, so many artists, you know, constructed their songs off of. I mean, you, you can you can hear those <clears throat> you hear those songs, you're like, oh man, that's where so and so got this from and so and so got that from. It, they're like blueprints. Uh so you know, we definitely lost uh, another icon, you know, has fallen for sure. Right. And, well, you know, you think we've mentioned several times we grew up, the first music that we got heavy into was glam. Exactly. And this guy, you know, was a major fat, you know, force in the 70s on all those, you know, like the David Bowie and T-Rex and Slade and all that kind of oh, stuff yeah. influenced tons of these guys, cool. you know, like Motley Crue and Poison and Def Leppard and whoever. Even if they were a little heavier than that, mm -hmm. that's where the sound and definitely the image, you know, he kind of, he was doing all that before everybody else. In the 70s, it was him and Alice Cooper, you know. Yeah. They, yeah. Were, they were putting on those shows, basically, as well as performing music. That's right. I heard uh, Joe Elliott from Def Leppard on Eddie Trunk yesterday, and, you know, they were talking about David Bowie. And he said the only, <clears throat> like, all the Def Leppard were Bowie fans, but the only record they can all agree on to listen to that they all love, you know, the same is Hunky Dory. So I want to go, like, look that record up and listen to it now. I'm going to have to. And that sounds like, you know, it sounds so cliche, but hey, right. whatever, you know. Well, hey, that's what, that's how you discover a lot of music whenever someone you like says, hey, I like this, right? Exactly. That's why you're such a massive budgie fan. You know? Exa oh, yeah. Because a bread fan, you know. I got all their stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, we want to do. We want to jump into this this other track we want to play now before yeah. we talk about some other stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we want to play a band out of Oklahoma, which we tend to try to do as often as we can because we are Oklahomans ourselves, and we love Oklahoma and yeah. Oklahoma rock. <laughs> well, this band's out of Stigler, <clears throat> and they're called The Devil You Adore. The song's called Refuse to Fade.
That was Refuse to Fade from The Devil You Adore. Once again, those guys are out of Stigler, Oklahoma. That song's got a real uh, a real badass guitar riff, which oh, I would yeah. say, just to start, you know, they sent they sent me an EP and we listened to all these. There's like seven songs on there. Yeah. All, that's the first thing that jumped out of me is every single song has a a distinguishable, catchy, really badass guitar riff to open it for the most part. And this one, of course, is no different. And it builds right into like some some double bass and some heavy drums. And, you know, the drums and the guitar just shine throughout this. And her vocals are, are really cool. A lot of the stuff on this, like this, and even on some other songs on their EP, her vocals remind me of like one of those 90s punk style girls, you know, like <laughs> uh, Bikini Kill or L7, where it's like, can be pretty at times, but then it gets real... You just you're just waiting for the angst to explode, yeah. And then it does happen on a couple of these songs, so that's kind of cool because it's not when these songs start you don't expect that voice to come on, and when it does it's kind of cool how it how it melds with, with those with the guitar and drum sound you know. That's right. Uh, you know the production. What I like is it, it you know it's loud in your face, but it also is kind of raw and and demoy, but in a good way. Uh, it, it just. Uh, it kind of it kind of gets you gets your gut, you know. Um, and this song is really cool because it's not your normal verse, chorus, a verse, chorus. They really just mixed it up, and uh, but everything comes together and just kind of makes sense, anyways. Uh, so, uh, and again, uh, we're playing a song from a band from Stigler, Oklahoma, and we did that before so uh there's a couple you know uh bands from stigler that are uh there's something going on there too you know? <laughs> right all right find these guys on facebook hit him up give him a like it once again it's the devil you adore and i know they were you can get on there find out how you can get an ep for yourself they had they made a post here a couple weeks ago that they made like a hundred specialized dps i thought it was kind of cool they made the um the EP, the band, all the bands signed it and they sent it out. I know that because I got one. And, you know, that's how we listened to this and checked it out. And uh, I thought that was a cool kind of promotion, you know, for a band starting out. And they mentioned that once those 100 are gone, they're not going to do that again. And they're going to, they're working on, you know, a full length, full on album. Yeah. Yeah, that is, a, that is a great, a great way to get your name out and get your sound out for sure. Yeah. So get on there, give them a like. And I think, I know there's at least one song on there you can check out. So, Check these guys out, The Devil You Adore. And like I mentioned earlier, if you've got a band and you want us to play your song, hit us up at thethunderunderground at gmail.com. That's right. We'll play it. Yep. And earlier, when we were talking about Life of Agony, you mentioned how their live album was your, your favorite live album of all time. That's right. And, That's uh, right. My favorite live album of all time is Swallow This Live by Poison. Really? No, I just thought I'd throw that out. I remember I, I did love it. I listened to it a million times when I was a kid, but I don't think it's my favorite album. <laughs> Tell me you skipped past C.C. DeVille's guitar solo. That was the best part. Oh, God, I don't know when we're <laughs> friends anymore. I love Poison, but anyways. Now, the reason I was making this segue is because Enforcer has a live album out. That's right. And you were talking about this, how you wanted to bring this up. Yeah, I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Enforcer is they're a band from Sweden. Uh, they've been around since 2006, 2007. Um, you know, if you like early new wave of British heavy metal, this is your band, like, for real. They kind of go back to all that, and they've got the the early the early feel of that. You know, the real kind of dirty and raw, like, uh, Paul Diano-ish era Iron Maiden, maybe some Diamond Head in there, you know. <clears throat> and I really latched on to them. I thought they had some great riffs, uh, soaring vocals, that whole vibe going on. And just over the years, I just, I don't know, when you get inundated with so much music and all these bands, you know, stuff might fall through the cracks. And But I'd always check up on what they were doing. And <clears throat> they, uh, you know, they'd had some albums out. They put out a great album called From Beyond at the beginning of the year, and they just... Uh, beginning they, of this year? Yes. Yeah, the beginning of this year. And they just put out a live album called Live by Fire, and uh, I think it's a DVD, too. 
uh, from Japan, I'm pretty sure. And uh, you just you got to check these guys out. They're on tour uh, in the U.S. this month and in February. Uh, so Enforcer. I mean, this is just old school, you know, classic metal, maybe a little thrashy. Uh, just riffs for days. Uh, I just uh, really excited about this band, and I, I got to get back into them and, and keep them in my head. And you know, I I remember listening to them when you first got into them. You mentioned them, so I checked yeah. them out, and I haven't listened to them in several years, so I can't really comment. But I will note that over the years, I've commented that I've realized that if a band's from Sweden. You don't even have to listen to them. You know it's going to kick ass. Exactly. It's like somehow every band I've ever listened to from Sweden kicks ass. That's right. No it, matter the genre. Yeah, it, it could be it could be uh, Ghost or Dark Tranquility. Backyard Babies. Yeah, Backyard. Soil or, Work. Yeah, I mean. It doesn't matter. Or in your case, Rock Set. Oh, well, yeah, fuck yeah, Rock Set. How'd I forget that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, if it's, if it's from Sweden, it's awesome. Yep. So, yeah, again, Forcer, check them out. You will not be disappointed. And they're opening for who? Uh, they're headlining. I think they're, okay. yeah, or it's a co-headliner with Warbringer. Okay, cool. So, yeah, that's got to be a crazy bill. Uh, you know, for any of you guys in the Dallas, Texas area, they're going to play Dallas on February 14th. Uh, a great show to take your honey to. Yeah, another, if you're in the Arkansas area... Marty Friedman is playing on Valentine's Day, and I think it's Little Rock. Really? Yeah. There you go. Too bad it's not closer. I know. I know. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've also got the new uh, Hate and Breed album that just got announced. Nope. And we mentioned earlier, because we were talking about Rocklahoma, and they they announced today, I guess, the album details and the, a full-on headline tour, which they haven't done an extensive headline tour in America in a while. That's right. They've just done some... Here and there stuff, a few, you know, dates in between Josta doing shows with his band and then them opening for, like, Black Label last year and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think they did, uh, they opened for Slipknot when they right. a tour and they do a couple of off dates or whatnot. Yeah, they've been pretty pretty lucky on that part that they got that Slipknot tour, they got that Five Finger Death Punch tour, and they got the Black Label Society tour. Yeah. So they got all the heavy hitters in the metal world you know, as a support slot. And I think that's what's helped over the last couple of years, you know, more people being excited about hate breed when they come to town or whatever, because, exactly. you know, before they were one of those underground bands that you had to be into to know, if not, you're just, they're just one of those bands that you had heard of, mm -hmm. you know, and thankfully, you know, we've been into them since, you know, what, probably early two thousands. Oh yeah, definitely. When we caught them in Ozfest the first time and all that stuff. But so we're pretty excited. They've got the new album coming out. The tour, the tour doesn't come around here, but that's because they're playing Rocklahoma, and Devil Driver is on the tour, oh, direct support, and then Devil You Know is also third band down on most of the shows, and then Active Defiance is doing the last week or so of dates after the Devil You Know is off the show. Okay, that's a strong bill. Yeah, I mean you've got, you know, for th you know, for being the third band down, those are two strong bands that feature you know members that a lot of people know whether they listen to those bands or not yeah you know because active defiance has the two guys from megadeth and devil you know has howard jones formerly of kill switch and then that's just a a great package regardless of which lineup it is exactly and uh you know hate breed is they're intense uh they've got riffs for days they're just one of those memorable bands. They're fan friendly. Uh, it's uh, uh, the Concrete Confessional is the title of the new album. Can't wait to hear it. It's not gonna. It's not gonna let let us down. I know it's just gonna be another heavy hitter. Yeah, the one from a couple years ago, Divinity of Purpose, was just badass. Oh, definitely. You know, it had two or three songs on there that stood out to me as some of their greatest they've ever done, like Dead Man Breathing. Just unbelievable. Yeah. You know, so hopefully, you know, I'm not going to say hopefully every album they've ever done has tons of songs I love on it. So I'm pretty sure we will not be disappointed. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be good. Because we went from being hate breed fans to being just a fanboys for the most part. <laughs> because this guy is, we listen to this, both of us listen to this guy's podcast 
pretty much every episode that comes out, even if it's someone we don't like yeah, or don't and care like about. The day it comes out, we right. listen to it. And if it wasn't for his podcast, we probably wouldn't do this one. That's that's true. Oh, I know it's true. Because yeah. we'd listen to some other podcasts that we really like, but that's the one that just got us so enveloped into the whole podcast thing that we're like, man, it's something we had mentioned before. Yeah. But that's what really kind of pushed it over the edge where we went from being... Oh, that'd be a cool thing to be like, we've got to fucking yeah, do this. We can do this. Let's do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we've had interviews that Josta hasn't even got yet. That's right. Josta hasn't had Sid Falk. No. No. He hasn't had Scattered Hamlet. No, he hasn't. Nope. He hasn't had Joey Allen from Warrant. That's true. Sure, he's had Kirk Winstein, but who hasn't? Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> And speaking of that, we've got a couple, you know, a couple exciting interviews we think coming up that we've got confirmation on, but I'm not going to mention them so I don't jinx it. And in the meantime, what last week we talked about Skid Row, probably the last two weeks actually. I just like to bring up Skid Row any chance I get. I think. Hey, why not? Right. And we had talked about the whole singer situation, and then like the day or the day after we posted that um, was whenever. Sebastian Bach sent out a couple of tweets basically publicly, publicly apologizing to, you know, Scotty Hill, Dave Sabo, and Rachel Bolin. Yeah, he's you know? really he's really <laughs> bucking for this reunion, isn't he? Yeah, I think it's probably... And when I first saw that, or when I first saw those tweets, I instantly thought, that is genius, because... Oh, yeah. Sebastian Bach's always had a bad name for himself, is just kind of being... A loudmouth. Yeah, just kind of like... Yeah, just being a loudmouth, kind of annoyed a lot of people over the years. You know, he's always been, he's a professional musician. You know, he shows up his shows, puts on a performance. You know, he's great in that aspect, but I think he just rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah. And I thought, you know, in Skid Row, on the other hand, the only thing people ever bitch about is that they don't have Sebastian Bach. So I thought it was kind of genius that he did that, because then it, if they don't do anything <laughs> about it, it makes them look like the bad guys yeah, and not like, him. Yeah, they look like the a-holes. Yeah, because everybody <clears throat> wants that to happen. And they're like, well, he's willing to do it. And they won't do it, them fuckers. You know, so. <laughs> and, well, what did he say? He said, to be honest. I, well, I don't know exactly what he said. I'm not going to paraphrase, you know, paraphrase or whatever. But the gist of it was he he acknowledged that he was, you know, said a lot of dumb stuff. Right. He apologized, you know, and he was like, you know, just being honest. And he said, let's sit down and hash this out, basically. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so, and at this point, Skid Row really might want to uh, think about it. Right. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're if you into Skid Row, we're not going to rehash everything we said, but we went into more detail about this last week, our thoughts on the situation. You know, we're fans of both sides, you know. I, you know, I'd be happy if it happens. I'm not going to be pissed if it doesn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I've liked Skid Row whenever Bach hasn't been there. Yeah. And I like Bach, you know, whenever he's solo. So whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. however however it plays out, it's going to be interesting. And, uh, you yeah. know, we'll, we'll have to just stay tuned. We'll see. Yeah. Go back, hit play on episode 36 and listen to some more Skid Row talk oh, if yeah. you like Skid Row. Oh, yeah. You'll get our analysis for sure. <laughs> right. Well, did we have, uh, we had something else we wanted to Yeah, I think we're talking, there's, uh, oh, we yeah. just found out a couple of really cool shows coming up in the area. Yeah, we've uh, been kind of, we talked about last week, not to cut you off, but that we mm. pretty happy because, I mean, we've kind of got slammed here early on in the year. Yeah. You know, we got Trivium, Anthrax, Lame of God, uh, Iron Maiden, Nightwish, and we were considering going to the Megadeth Suicidal Tendencies. Yeah. Uh, Havoc. Children and Bodum Havoc yeah. show. You know, all that stuff in the first couple months of the year. And then, of course, we've got Rocklahoma. And then we just got these shows. Yes, both of them yesterday were announced. Yeah. Um, and one I'm really proud to say I knew about before you, and that was The Cult at Brady Theater. Right. March 17th, March 19th, I can't remember. 19th. Uh, I but I saw it and forwarded it to you, and you were like, what? Yeah. I was like, yes, he didn't know yet. I broke it to him. <laughs> right. Because you are a huge cult fan. I mean, I love the cult too, but you are a huge cult fan. Yes. I've seen these guys, I don't I don't know how many times. I've seen them at least like four or five times in just the last few years. Yeah. And a few other times, a couple other times throughout 
my existence, but they, one of those bands, no matter, no matter how old they get, they still just put on a great live show. Those, you know, there's been several incarnations of the band, but of course there's always Billy Duffy and Ian Astbury are mm-hmm. always going to be there. Yeah, as They're, long as you have those two, you have the cult. Yeah, and, you know, Ian's got that voice, which is unmistakable. It's just one of the best ever, and I think Billy Duffy, I've always said, is one of the most underrated rock guitarists there's ever been. Oh, just because sure. he's just got an un, undeniable signature sound, and no one brings him up. You know, it's like you've got those guys like Slash or Eddie Van Halen where you, as soon as you hear him, you know who you're listening to, and Billy Duffy is the exact same way. Yeah, and that, so, but nobody ever talks about it. Yeah, and they're, and they're those kind of guys that work together. You know, they play off each other writing-wise, performance-wise. You know, I'm such a fan. I throw them up there with the Page and the Plant and the Tyler and Perry. You know, that level of how good they are. Yeah. And they don't disappoint live, so I'm really excited to see see them play in the, in the Brady because I've seen them at the Canes a couple of times. I've seen them outdoors two or three times, so this will be cool to see them in that venue because it's got, a, of course, the Brady has an awesome sound. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's going to be a good show. Yeah. And then after that, in May, we got Oklahoma City is getting one of your current favorite bands. Yes. And a band I love, of course, <laughs> which is Ghost. Yeah, Ghost is uh, coming to the Diamond Ballroom in Oklahoma City in May. Uh, we will be there. Uh, it's, you know, we saw them in House of Blues in Dallas. And. Diamond Ballroom is like a little smaller. The ceiling's lower. I, it's just going to look... I just can't really imagine it. It seems like it should be bigger for Ghost. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's going to be an insane show. Uh, it's going to be visual. It, you know, uh, I, I know they're going to have a good set. Hopefully, they'll have a great set list. So, uh, I'm really pumped for this show. Yeah, and if they're... If you're one of those people that are on the fence about them and you have a chance to see them live, go see them live and you'll probably, you'll move to the side of digging them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, people, people just talk about their look or whatever and yeah, whatever, say what you want and you know, that's, that's, if you're into that, cool. If you're not, that's cool. But you can put on the CD and just, you know, the, the. It's just smart rock and roll. It's riffy. It's catchy. Um, it's lush. You just you can't deny this band. I I, I heard them the first time I heard them. <clears throat> excuse me. The first time I heard them, I didn't even know that they were theatrical with masks and all that. I just thought they were a band, and I was floored. So it's. It's going to be an insane show, and I'm so glad to get to see him again. And that's the thing. There's, like, so many shows. Something's going to have to fall by the wayside. Right. Uh, you know, because, uh, you know, it's going to get pricey. So it's going to be interesting to pick and choose which ones I can and can't and all that stuff. I'm really going to try to make Ghost. Yeah, it's kind of hard because it's close to Rocklahoma, but I think it's on a... Is it on a Sunday? Oh, I'm not sure. I can't remember not if sure. I looked or not. But. And I saw today they released VIP packages for it, like meet and greets. Oh, really? So, I mean, you know, you'd get to go up there and meet them in all their their masks and their uniforms and all that kind of stuff. Get your picture taken with Papa yeah, or Nameless Ghoul? Yeah, you get your picture taken. I wonder if if uh, Papa, Papa Emeritus is in his full-on pope garb for for the for the meet and greet or if he's in his little tuxedo with no hat thing that he does kind of you know i wonder which one it is so we'll we'll see we'll that's see. probably the easier one yeah yeah yeah, yeah the one that's uh you know quicker to put on and all that kind of stuff right <clears throat> so anyways that's just you know uh rock nerd talk for you but um yeah i'm really excited for that show i can't wait to see him again same here. Well, I think that covers what we wanted to ramble on about this week, right? Yeah, I think that wraps her up. Yeah, you hit us up on on the web at thethunderunderground.com. There's links to pretty much everything, which is all our social media, and all the podcasts are embedded on there. 
or you can go straight to soundcloud.com backslash thunder underground check out all our past episodes there's obviously 36 of them before this one we've got stuff on facebook twitter instagram all those are well twitter's thndrundr ground and then facebook instagram and youtube are all the thunder underground all one word Follow us, like us, share us to all your friends. Let everybody know that we're here and we're not going anywhere. That's right. That's right. We ain't going anywhere. Uh, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be the nasty pimple on your ass that you can't get rid of. <laughs> okay, maybe not that bad, right. but uh, w- w- we want we want you to want us to. We're the Vince Neil of podcasts. Oh God! <laughs> uh, again, we're we need to just wrap this up. <laughs> all right. All right. Until next time. See you.